What's up? Uh, so if you have moved ever, if you lived in a city, you moved to another city, you needed to join a new music scene. If you were making music furiously during COVID and you were like worried, oh my God, can I make this happen? If you're trying to land placements, if you're trying to do anything in music, this is the interview for you. I interviewed uh, my good friend, Brandon Lane, who is a member of That Pitch, uh, landed a, another placement with us. Um, he's an awesome dude, awesome uh, jazz musician. Um, and uh, yeah, he landed a placement with us. He's originally from Richmond, moved to DC uh, right before COVID, and he just made it happen. We talk a lot about the middle class uh, music industry, which is thriving and it is not really talked about as much. Uh, so if you want to build a career in the music industry, definitely listen to this. Uh, and without further ado, let's get to the show. Welcome to the That Pitch Podcast. The That Pitch Podcast helps music producers and artists tap into the world of sync licensing, publishing, music business, and more. So if you are tired of trying to make it and you're more interested in making a living, then you are in the right place. The That Pitch Podcast is brought to you by thatpitch.com, the number one music licensing tool for producers and artists. I'm your host, Mark, the founder of thatpitch.com. Now let's get into the show. Brandon. <laughs> What's going on, Mark? What's up, bro? Um, I was late for this because my buddy was going through issues and I was a good <laughs> friend and uh, stayed with him on a call for four minutes. Uh, but oh, I man. left you hanging. I'm sorry, dude. Oh, no. It's all right. It's all right. <laughs> <laughs> all good, man. All good. My man. Yo, dude, I appreciate it for understanding, dude. Um, yo, uh, so we've actually never talked before, but you landed a place with yeah. us. Where are you from? Man, I'm originally from Richmond, uh, Virginia. <gasps> I um, love Richmond. Okay. Uh, Where, do you great. still live there? I'm sorry. I inter I oh, no, no, no. You're good. <laughs> um, no, I actually live in uh, Maryland now. Um, okay. Right outside of okay. D.C. But, um, but yeah, okay, no, so Richmond DC's is... DC's dope, too. Yeah, yeah. It's great, man. But yeah, Richmond is... It's a vibe. <laughs> it's it's cool. One of my buddies, um, he's from Charlotte. That's what I was okay. going to say. He, um, he was in this band in Charlotte called The Business People. They're dope. Okay. Um, they... <laughs> They broke up years ago, but they're still like, we all got like the the local legend band we're obsessed with, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. That was like the local <laughs> legend band. Anyways, um, he just moved to Richmond. I was like, ah, oh, my boy Brandon and Nick, they could be friends, but you're in D.C., so it's all good. Oh, man. Well, I mean, I'm anyway. down there fairly often, so I'm, I'm sure right. maybe I'll run into him at some point. When you're there, I'm hooking you guys up. Um, yeah, All yeah, right, I'll definitely. let you continue. You're in D.C., dude. What's in D <laughs> When'd you move to D.C.? Man, it was like right before the pandemic, like pretty much January really? 2020. <laughs> Dude, how was that? Man, it was um, it was kind of crazy because I was like, all right, cool. Like, you know, once the springtime hits, going to go out to the jam sessions, networks, right, be cool. Right. And it was just like, <sighs> <laughs> Yo, there there was this there was this dude, this like business guy I follow online, just like one of those like asshole business guru dudes, and he was like, he was <laughs> me. Meanwhile, I'm talking with like a super New York accent. Hey, he's business. Um, he was like, he was like, this was probably in like April or May. He's mm. like. Yeah, you know, this whole thing's going to blow over by like Q3, Q4. <laughs> it's like two years later. <laughs> I was like, I was like, all right, everything this guy says is not tasteful and usually yeah, right. wrong. So we, we're in this for a couple of years, bro. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> let's hunker, let's hunker the fuck down. Yeah, um, literally. <laughs> anyways, um, so you, you started hunkering down in DC. That must yeah. have been a crazy change, dude. 
It was, man, because like, I mean, I, I knew a few people just kind of like moving up here, um, which was kind of like my foot in the door. Um, right. But kind of coming and then having the pandemic happen and everything, which is kind of like, man, all right, like, how do I, how do I make it work? <laughs> I'm like right. burning through my savings account. Like, <laughs> oh, bro. <laughs> yeah, man. But it That's was, fun. it ended up being really cool because, like, it just by being here, like, I, I had like access and proximity to like a lot of cool opportunities. Yeah. Excuse me, that I wouldn't have had like, uh, an opportunity yeah. to do if I was still in Richmond. So it was cool. Well, you know, and, and a lot of people don't give themselves enough credit. If you're backed into a corner, you make it work. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think so many people in music don't give themselves enough credit. Like if you're, if you are fucking broke, got no friends, nobody likes you and you got no music <laughs> out. And the only way to maybe make something happen is to meet people and put some music out. You're probably going to meet people and put some music out. Right. You know? Exactly. Like, yeah. So that's crazy. So what, what opportunities started happening in DC for you that you said was a little bit more difficult back in Richmond? Yeah. So, um, I got the opportunity to perform, um, and kind of just like network with, um, uh, like a really high profile jazz musician named, uh, Warren Wolf. He plays vibes. Dude, um, hell yeah, man. Yeah, I'm in the jazz man. scene here in Charlotte. Okay. So okay. There's, there's some cross pollination. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. I was able to play with Warren um, and really kind of just get on his radar. So he's been, you know, calling me for things and I've been playing with him more uh, recently. So that's Bro. really cool. But, um, but yeah, we were just like doing just like live stream, like just, you know, like gigs just over in Baltimore or whatever and stuff. Um, Dude, that's yeah, sick. Man. Wow. Damn. A jazz vibe player. You don't hear of those many. <laughs> Dude. Exactly. Every, drum, I'm a drummer. Uh, mm-hmm. Primarily, it's like you know, schlepping all your shit to the gig is a pain, but then you see the vibe yeah, guy and you're like, you got it bad, bro. <laughs> right. And the girls don't think you're hot. So like, no, <laughs> <laughs> you're just lugging right. this thing around. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah, no, it's, <laughs> it's like all these pieces and everything is like, what it's are like, we doing here? What, like, it's like a piano, but like more of a pain <laughs> in the ass to bring around everywhere. Cause it's always going to break. <laughs> right. Yeah. Disassemble it. Just like yeah, all these sucks. things. Like, you know, someone's gotta someone's gotta come out with like a, a kind of like a MIDI keyboard version of a vibe. You know, they do have one. It's really? I, I think it's like mad heavy, but it's called the Malakat. Like, <laughs> but it's essentially like a controller. Like, and you can do no all sorts of shit on it. Way, wait yeah, a second, Malakat? How do? Let me look this up. What is it? Yeah, yeah, M A L L E K A T. I'm pretty sure because we we like got one when I was in high school. I was in like high school band and and shit. Oh, dude, me too. No yeah. way. Yeah, they got this thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Holy shit. I had no <laughs> clue, bro. Yeah, man. I did not. Wait a second. I'm going to share the screen. <laughs> Let's see. Yeah. <laughs> Let me see. Can I share? Let's see. Yeah, is it, is it a thing? If this messes up the episode, you know what? Who cares? We got Malachi. Oh, bro. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Script. Uh, wait a second. Let's uh, window. Okay. Let's see. Let's see if this loads. Oh, there we go. Uh, oh, this, there it is. <laughs> this That Pitch podcast episode is brought to you by the Malacat MIDI <laughs> uh, mallet controller. <laughs> Yo, this thing is dope. I had... Yeah. You can get octave expanders. Yeah, man. It's For it's, only it's 750. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I'm just like... 
I'm think like I'm not making fun because I actually think this is dope. But like, oh yeah, no, you, I, I think it's can, dope too. But like, can you can you imagine, you know, the guy, you know, or girl who is like, hey, all these piano people got controllers. We need one for a vibe, and someone was like. <laughs> There is no market for that. And then they're like, I'm going to show you wrong. <laughs> right. This whole thing. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, man. Because like, I feel like, um, I think Roy I hope it's profitable. <laughs> yeah, I mean, really? I think so. I think so. Really? Like, I think he like travels around with one, I think. Because he like, no plays way. different sounds on it and shit. That's yeah, dope, dude. Yeah, yeah. That's wild. You yeah, know what? Man. I might... I might treat myself next Hanukkah, you know? <laughs> yeah, man. Go splurge. Get a Malik. Wow. Wow. I'll get a, I'll get a key for every, every, every day of the hot. No, I'm kidding. There's only eight. What are we, how many, we got 12 in an octave. All right. I'll just get half an octave. Um, I guess that would be two thirds. Um, oh, yeah. Well, that, well, that's sick, dude. So you're in the jazz scene. You're, you're playing a lot. Um, yeah. So what's, uh, forgive me, what, what's your primary instrument? Bass. No way! Do you yeah. play? Do you play upright or electric or both? Electric mainly. But okay. Okay. I, I do have a little bit of skills. I just got to get right. one so I can Dude, le- get it up. Learning you know a double bass is rough. It's a whole other bro. And yeah. they're always like, dude. So my buddy, <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. This is supposed oh, to be no, no, you're you're good. Good. <laughs> We're just. <laughs> I just remember that's like another massive instrument. Yes. That is a pain in the ass to get to a gig. Bro. <laughs> I don't God. know how cats do it in New York, man. It's on Bro, the subway what? and shit. Like, <laughs> Dude, I, w- I was in that. So I went to school in Boston, uh, okay. jazz school there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, man, it, it's like at least at least they were, you know, kind enough to have a, a you know, a shell kit on stage. So then you can go <laughs> sit it. You just brought your own cymbals. Right, right. But like the bass guy, you just see him, you know, he's taking the train, he's just wheeling this shit. And it's like, because <laughs> like it's all <laughs> the wheel, you know, he just, yeah. dude, dude needs WD40, but there's no Home Depot in Boston. <laughs> man. Yeah, man. A struggle. We got to talk after this interview. This is great, bro. <laughs> yeah, man. I'd, I'd love to. Yes. Yes. Dude, you, you ever come down to Charlotte every Monday? We got like this badass jazz jam. Okay. Um, it's like one of the like local legends that's been doing it since the seventies. Okay, okay. But played with Miles Davis when he was like, you know, oh, five. Shit. One okay. of the, eh, one of, it wasn't that great. But um, <laughs> passed away a couple of years ago. But the the crew has kept the the jam on every Monday. So yeah, yeah. Come, come by, dude, if you're in Charlotte. Um, yeah, definitely. Anyways, I want to do that. Enough about me. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, so you, right. you moved you moved to DC. You're killing the jazz scene. Um, yeah. How long you been producing for, dude? Woo, man. Um, probably since I was a freshman in high school. So that would okay. be like, like 2006. That's the math. Nice. Would be like, what? I don't know, like uh, 12 years, I guess. Or something. Okay. When, when did you get, uh, when did you get started? Like in, uh, or it's not, when did you get started? But like, what, what DAW? You like Fruity Loose back then? Or uh, I used Pro like Tools. Sony Acid. But, oh, you used Pro Tools back then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow, good. You know what? You followed the rules because everyone said do Pro Tools. <laughs> I, well, my but, dad is like Pro Tools certified. Like right around okay. the time I was starting, like he was like kind of entering that whole thing. So got it. Okay. Like he would go like to the classes on the weekends and then, like come home and See, show me what he was doing. Like, <laughs> did you? Okay, be honest. Back when you were learning that, yeah, 
it, did it just come naturally to you or well i i have i take pride at shit talking pro tools <laughs> so i want i want to get this i want to beat this out of you bro was it easy to learn did it, you know <laughs> It, it was definitely tricky. I'm not going to lie. It's like, I understand what people mean. You know what I mean? And I'm, I'm all for the shit talking. Cause like, Dude, it's, yeah, it's, it's very backwards. But, like how but the are. thing is, is like once, once your brain is like, tr I, you know, it, it's like they say, like, uh, you know, if you see those, those dudes who just do like a shitload of acid and they're just thinking differently. I feel, <laughs> right. I feel like after getting trained for pro tools, yeah, yeah. In order to just like do anything else, you just got to take a bunch of acid to just clear out your brain <laughs> to learn anything else. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, that's how I feel like transitioning like logic or like just kind of messing around on like Ableton or whatever. Dude, it's I'm like an Ableton I'm doing guy. tools, key commands. Like, <laughs> bro, key command on Ableton. You want to know what renaming is? Command R. You want to know what, <laughs> what making a group is? Command G. Guess what it is to make a track? T, command T. Ex exactly. Pro Tools, <laughs> you got to do command shift option control dollar sign right. H. And then somehow you got to get your pinky over to the escape. Right. <laughs> exactly, man. I mean, it's and then, crazy. And then there's like a radio box where there's like three options. Just like guess. It just <laughs> right. says, and you, you can't make a new track until you guess right. Like, Right. And you got to customize everything. It's like, oh, I, man. Dude, I couldn't do it. One of, one of my old, uh, uh, like, one of my old writing partners for this group that I was in for years ago, we technically never broke up. It's still technically. You, you don't go through a band breakup if you don't say it. Um, oh, but, yeah, right. So I guess I'm still in this band. Boy, do I know that. <laughs> right. But I would, uh, he would produce, like, everything in Pro Tools. He would send it to me. And then I would, like, do the finishing, like, in, in Ableton. And then we would get it mixed. Got you. I swear to God, every time he sent over everything, I'm like, why was it exported this way? Like, this makes no fucking sense. I couldn't do it, dude. It's like, yeah, man. Oh it's, it can be a real pain, especially like with, with like exporting and stuff. Cause there's no like export all the tracks individually function. Like logic is like, you just have to just, yeah, all individually. Bro, <laughs> like, what are we bro, doing? you know, you know, a real cheat is serious. You can learn like how to code on Apple. You can make a script. There's like ways to do it. You can look it up online, but you can make a script that will just like auto bounce out oh. all of them. Yeah. Cause it'll just like click a thing. It's like bounce, bounce, but you can do that. Yeah, oh just, shit. I'm about to look that up. Or, or you can use Ableton. Use but, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, gotcha. Gotcha. Right. <laughs> He bought it. <laughs> I knew yeah, you wanted man. it so badly. I got you. Um, was... <laughs> anyway, so your your dad was a Pro Tools guy. So he's he's in yeah. music too. And he, I would assume he was like your main mentor, kind of everything in music. Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was, uh, um, he's retired now, but he was a music educator for a very long time. No way. He was also way. a professional what you... musician, touring what and stuff. What do you do? Um, man, I mean, he, um, he taught man, pretty much all grades, like K through college. At some point, most of my life, he was a high school band director and okay. on the college side. Um, That's dope. Just like teaching private lessons and then um, started teaching Pro Tools like once he was Pro Tools certified. Um, Dude, what was yeah. that like having a band director as a dad? 
Was he at your school or a different school? Oh, he was at a different school, yeah. Ah. <laughs> but, I mean, he was essentially my band director, like, anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. because, like, oh, yeah. he was, like, my private instructor, you know what I mean? <laughs> Just slams the door and is like, God. <laughs> it's like no, marching I, band. I, I, I remember you know I was practicing. Oh, no, absolutely, bro. Absolutely. I remember I was I was practicing for, um, it was, like, one of those, like, you know, all district or all state kind of, you know, audition kind of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was, like, before school in the morning. So he was still at home because he hadn't left to go to school yet. And so I was downstairs practicing. And so he, like, opened the door and he was like, hey, you just need to breathe some more. Because like, it's like I, I played trombone in high school and he also played trombone as well. So like lower brass was his thing. And so he was like, you just need to get a deeper breath. I was like, okay. Because I was like trying to like, you know, play my scales two octaves or some shit. Right, right, right. And so you know, he went back upstairs. So I'm, you know, I'm trying, I'm trying. So he came back downstairs. He was like, you really just got to breathe from your diaphragm. <laughs> Dude, my, my, mo- my mom's got perfect pitch Ooh, and taught piano, oh. you know, mm-hmm. my whole life. So while normal kids, you know, when they'd go home, you know, they'd talk to Ma, how's it going? On Saturday, she'd be up with the pancakes. Nope, we had piano students in the house. And, <laughs> right. yes. and you know, she, like, it, it's, you know, the kids didn't practice because they've never fucking practiced. <laughs> never practiced. And she, she would just, like, go in the other room. You know, maybe she was, like, preparing dinner. Or she was, like, you know, how to fix some, do something, whatever. Yeah. And they'd be, she'd be like, keep going. And then, you know, strong <laughs> Jewish mother vibe. Right. And, um, you know, she had perfect pitch so she could, you know, she knew not only if it was wrong, she knew which note. So yeah, she would right, just exactly. scream, G, G, <laughs> get in practice again. Like, <laughs> oh, oh, man. My God. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah, dude. Have, having, a, <laughs> having a parent that, you know, under like that got it. Yeah. Cause I had friends pursuing music and their parents didn't get it. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying like, you can't, you know, pursue music without right. having a parent that like understood the path. But yeah. I will say it was significantly easier to make the cell of like, I, I never had to make the cell. I never had to say, Hey, I want to pursue music. It was just like, exactly. they were just like, Oh yeah. So what music school are you going to go to? All right. <laughs> What yeah. you still like your your drum teacher? He cool? And I was like, yeah, he's great. He's like, all right, like, <laughs> yeah, it was you know? the same for me, man. It was just you didn't have like because they knew it was possible. Yeah, exactly, exactly. There is a thriving middle class of the music industry that nobody talks about. Yeah, yeah. it makes no sense. Mm-hmm. Like, be, because unlike you know. Unlike the accounting industry, or unlike, uh, I don't know, the, the laundromat business, our <laughs> industry, only people who have done the 0.0001% of what is possible within the industry get any attention. Yeah, yeah. It makes no damn sense. Exactly, man. Exactly. But next door, Jeff, he's an accountant. You're right. <laughs> Down the street, works at some bullshit marketing agency. Right. Yeah. But us, if we're just making music, yeah, I've been on a couple big records. Yeah, I got, I got this going on. Nobody can. We only, <laughs> we, yeah, we only pay attention to like what's on Billboard. Isn't that, most of the things on it's Billboard, crazy. they're broke. <laughs> yeah, well, 
Exactly. We both exactly. got prickly. Like, I mean, yeah. yeah. What an in, what a weird industry we're in. It's super weird, man. Because everybody outside of it is always just like, oh yeah, you're just in it to get famous, or you're just in it to, or or it doesn't mean anything to them unless you're right. famous, and it's just like, what? I I have to say, <clears throat> and I say this factually, I have yeah. some stuff to back it up. Sure. I've been on some big records. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I technically am a multi-platinum producer engineer, which is yeah. insane to say because I'm Absolutely. still on. Congrats, um, man. I ah, I got to <laughs> tell you that the most like f- famous people that I've worked with are typically extremely wor- worried about money. Mm. And the people I know that are not like famous but just like study business and they're like working hard and you haven't really heard much about are banking in cash. I I know a guy last year, my, my buddy brokered this deal mm-hmm. and um, my, my, I'm not going to mention their names because I'm talking finances and sure, sure. I would want their permission. But uh, my buddy, he used to run a, um, like kind of like in the earlier days of Spotify, he made like probably I'd say the first or one of the first like Spotify promotions companies. Oh wow! Based okay. out of Nashville, mm-hmm. really cool company. Uh, they ended up, I think he ended up selling it. Um, but one of his buddies um, was in the earlier days of when like companies started buying up catalogs like as investments. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you know these deals where you know they're buying up you know. I don't know, Rod Stewart's catalog, they're buying Dolly Parton's music, they're buying, you know, uh, whatever, right? Yeah. Maroon 5, I think, just sold their, what is it, like 80 million? And Justin Timberlake sold for 100 million, something like that. Wow. And um, one of our mutual friends, he did those deals. And he told my buddy who had the promotions company and myself and a couple other people, hey, if you can like send me someone over who doesn't have an ego, who's making, good royalties, I'll, I'll broker the deal and I give you a percentage. Mm. And so you, it, like earlier on, it was like kind of easier. You just look up on Spotify and like, yo, like who's getting a bunch of streams that may not look that cool. You know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And you'd be surprised. There's like artists out there that like all they do is just make Halloween music. And <laughs> seriously, yeah. they'll just yeah, get yeah, yeah. millions and millions and millions and millions of streams within like two months. Right. And chill the rest of the year. This guy, he made like a lot of background music that would like primarily like be played in like churches and stuff like that, that just like ambient sort of like, yeah, you know, pretty, uh, I don't know how to say it, like kind of sterile lo-fi music. Yeah. Like that makes sense. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. Kind, uh, I'd say like, it sounded a little bit more like um, like shoegaze, but like less emo. If that makes any sense. And <laughs> yeah. this yeah, guy yeah, was yeah. he was just really good at getting on playlists, and he, um, you know, got to a point where he was making you know just through streams between three hundred fifty and four hundred k a year from streams. Wow! So just background music, and you know, yeah, people yeah, just yeah. play it all the time, just in the background. So whereas like Lady Gaga, it's like, you know, I'm, I'm dating myself. Uh, <laughs> I don't know who's a, who's a new, was one of the new cats. 
Uh, he talks oh, to like, some, like Doja Cat or somebody. <laughs> yeah, you're talking to Doja Cat. Doja Cat put <laughs> um, Doja Cat puts out a record. Um, you know, you gotta listen to that one song. Right. And how many people gotta listen to that one song? And are you gonna put that song in repeat? Mm-hmm. And how many songs mm-hmm. are they putting out of here? Right. You know, but yeah. background music. You know, you could. You know, be studying. You can be working. You can taking a shit, and you have this music playing in the background. <laughs> it's just always there, and you can yeah. make so much of it. And it's so easy. This guy yeah. did that. He was like earlier on, and he sold that. It got brokered for mm-hmm. seven million. Wow! And my buddy brokered it for one point four. He did a twenty percent deal. Wow! Whatever he could get it at, he'll get twenty percent. <sighs> Wow. That like that's just that's insane. Yeah, it really is, man. But it but if you break it down, it's like making let's say you're making 400k a year. Mhm. You know, and this could work for $4,000 a year, you know? Right. But like real estate if you like invest in real estate or something, you want to make it back what's industry standard is you want to make your investment back over 13 years. Mm. It's like 7% or something a year, whatever it is. Yeah. After that's done, it's all profit. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. 400 grand over 13 years. How much would that be? If anything, they got a deal for seven gra- or 7 million. Yeah. You know, or what is that? 400. So that's 10. Oh, maybe uh, it was a little bit more. I don't know. Whatever. Oh, no, no. Because they do like a... Sorry. Like no, no, you're between, good. <laughs> I'm, now I'm like riffing, but they'll do anywhere between like a 10 and 20x evaluation on whatever your streams are. Isn't that nuts? Like, that is nuts, man. There's Music is like a real asset class. But again, nobody's heard of this guy. Wow. And, and that just... happens like every day now. Man. Yeah. And he can just exist normally. Just, you know, just do it. Just thing. exist. Yeah. Bro, money tornadoes, dog. <laughs> money tornadoes. Dude, that's what it's all about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Getting swept away, man. <laughs> yeah. So how how often are you so you you landed this lo-fi track? I'm assuming, mm-hmm. you know, you make a lot of lo-fi, also coming from jazz. This mm-hmm. is probably what, relatively easier for you to crank out, I would imagine, right? Definitely. Yeah, man. I've been definitely like kind of getting into like the lo-fi thing over the past, maybe like a couple of years. Like I really started dabbling like in like the early part of the like quarantine times and stuff. Right. Right. That's um, dope. Yeah, man. So just kind of like trying to get in and kind of like really learn the, you know, the aesthetic and just kind of like, you know, just kind of learn the vibe and kind of get into it and figure out how I could like have the aesthetic, but also kind of have my own, a yeah. little bit of my own thing on it, you know? Well, dude, you put out enough of these, maybe we'll be selling your catalog for seven mil, bro. Oh, man. Hopefully. Give me 20%. No. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> oh, definitely. I mean, I feel like that would be the, the least I could do for I mean, know, come on. that pitch. You know what I mean? Like, just <laughs> send over a cool 20%. No, that, dude, that's, that's sick, man. Glad, glad you're Thank cranking you. these out. Are you making these regularly? Are you making like a lot of other genres? Or what's kind of your main vibe lately? Um main vibe really has been kind of more on like the r&b tip or like some yeah. kind of like in between of like r&b well, and jazz a little bit what's what's some of your favorite favorite shit from that 
Um, really like um. Well, I've been I've been hip to this um, this singer from I think she's from L.A. Uh, named Raquel Rodriguez. Um, I I feel like I think she was on an Eric Lau record. I think she okay. was featured on an Eric Lauer. I could be wrong. I know she's oh, got a Raquel on there, but anyways, keep going. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, her shit is super killing. Um, cool. And uh, and I've also been just kind of like writing for a close friend of mine here, um, who's also kind of like on the underground R and B scene. Her name is uh, Deborah Bond. Um, That's dope. Kind of co-executive produced her most recent record that came out. Um, what? What is it called? It's called Compass Volume One. Um, <clears throat> And we did it like entirely in quarantine, basically. Like uh, that um, pitch podcast is brought to you by Compass Volume One. <laughs> by wait, who is it? Deborah Bond. Deborah Bond, executive produced. Thatpitch.com. <laughs> licensed music. Compass Volume One. Deborah Bond. Brand. All right, cool. Yeah, man. So just that twenty percent I was talking about. <laughs> it, look, look, there it is, man. Look, it's coming your way, man. The check is in the mail. The check uh, is in the mail. Hey, twenty percent of nothing's nothing, right? No, <laughs> no that's dope, dude. That's awesome. Yeah, so, you, are man. you working with a lot of artists around DC? Um, slowly. I'm still kind of like getting into the scene yeah. here. Um, it takes a couple years out... to get into the scene. Yeah, man. So I'm trying to figure out kind of like how to. Um, I guess like effectively like advertise and maybe like market my services and stuff. Nice. Um, but yeah, I'll like, introduce you to my buddy, Jack. He's, uh, he's right outside of DC as well. Um, okay. He works at entrepreneur.com. He's one of the founders there. He, he's awesome. Or okay, entrepreneur.io, cool, cool. but they're an awesome marketing company uh, with music. So he's, he's amazing. I'll definitely intro you. Cool. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Hell yeah, Appreciate dude. That. Hello. Who's awesome. ever back there? <laughs> <laughs> What's up, Drew? <laughs> What's up, Drew? Um, let's. That's dope, dude. Well, let's listen. Let's listen to the track that you landed. Um, this one is called. Wait a second. Let me pull it up. I have it right here. Oh my god! I'm opening it. Lost in thought. Oh yeah. All right. Cool. Let's listen to Lost in Thought. All right. Here we go. All right.
bruh. That was great, man. Man, thank you, man. <laughs> I love that. Okay, so this is usually where I'm just like, and this is why it landed. But real quick, let me fangirl. Uh, I love the approach notes. You can, <laughs> like, dude, you ever get like, you ever see like a real gospel basis? Like, oh, when, yeah, you, when you do the big dude, like, big dude, and he's got like one leg that just looks like he's limping, you know? And, it's, and he just does the run down. It's, yeah, it's it, the it whole is, thing. It is the best possible time in music seeing that happen because it just brings everything together and you did that for me multiple times during the track dude that was great you got the emu that was just i don't like i can go into all the reasons this landed but i just fucking loved this track dude this was great thank you man this made me very happy oh this was awesome. <laughs> that was just uh. it, well. The thing is, is like if somebody can really, really do like some proper synth bass. Yeah, that's a hard thing to like do well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like just like even if I'm like producing a record, like one of my prideful moments will be if I was able to do like a cool synth bass part. Like <laughs> that's just, that's like a point of pride. Cause that's when you're, it's like, all right, you did, you did something right. You're right. You did good. You did, you did good. <laughs> Dude, this was dope. I'm honestly yeah, a fan of this you, record. This, this is sick, man. Oh, man um, thank you. Also uh, real quick. There was a lot of different parts that mm-hmm. all... Uh, so the cool thing is you're a man of motifs. There are so many motifs going in and mm-hmm. out of this record. It's just like a lot of people call it ear candy or whatever. But like mm-hmm. technical term is motifs. All these yeah. little catchy things that go in and out of the, out of the track. Mm-hmm. And if you place them... You know, what you did really well from an arrangement, like from a compositional and arrangement perspective is within the, you know, verse, you had specific motifs. Within the chorus, you had specific motifs. The bridge, you had different motifs. You Mm -hmm. took them out in correlation to what part of the track it was on. And then at the end, you were able to bring them all together. And that's just like, that's the, that is the fucking arrangement, man. It just, (laughs) it glues everything. That, that is just like a very well-produced arrangement i'm man, i'm honestly you. a fan of that that was dope man thank Let, you man. Uh, appreciate that <laughs> anyways so <laughs> god i hope everyone has tuned out by now um oh. anyway <laughs> okay okay i'm done i'm done sorry i just discovered i have a media player on here and i'm like what there's laughing there's what? drum jokes there's like different tran here's a transition. Oh shit. And back to the show. Um <laughs> that was sick. Dude, you did great. I love this record. Um Thank you. This is dope. Where where can people find you? Uh if somebody wants to license your music, if they want to reach out to you, if they want to discover what you're about, um, where where can they do that? Man, they can find me um at oldsoulmusic.net. Um, that's like my website. And from there you can find like my social media handles. Um, 
My man. Brandon Lane on Facebook or um, I think my page is also Brandon Lane is too. Um, but uh, Instagram is at old soul music with an underscore at the end. Um, and uh, that's it. I'm pretty much just on Facebook and Instagram for now. Hell yeah. Maybe, maybe I'll, maybe I'll join Twitter at some point, but <laughs> dude, Twitter's great. Um, yeah. I'm not on there. It's so great. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and dude, anybody pursuing music out there, what would your advice be to them? Ooh, um, man, my advice would just be to like, just stick with it, man. I mean, there's going to be a lot of days where you're going to want to give up. And that was totally me, like a hundred percent, a lot of times, especially during the pandemic. I was like, is this going <laughs> to be able to make this work? <laughs> but I'm glad I stuck with it. You know what I mean? And I didn't you know, like, like really give up even in the face of like, you know, something super frightening as like, you know, just kind of financial fragility of the whole thing, you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, just to stick with it, um, really just finding something that you're, that you're really passionate about, um, and just kind of really, you know, making the art from, from the place of, you know, place of love, place of, of, um, you know, compassion and passion and, 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 and purpose, you know what I mean? Well, at least just for me, you know, I know everybody else has different reasons, but that's, that's if someone were to disagree with you and say, don't follow your passions and don't keep with <laughs> it, I'd say, fuck no. 